When we reflect upon anicca, dukkha, anatta, picking up those qualities, recollecting them, bringing them to mind in terms of the body, the world of form, and the world of mind. We <coughs> recollect those qualities, bring them to mind, keep refreshing that way of seeing, whether it's form inside or form outside, this body or the body of the temple, other people's bodies, the body of the earth. Feeling this, <coughs> this body's feelings, other people's feelings, perceptions, what I see, what you see, mental formations, emotions, moods, ideas, consciousness, the act of discriminative consciousness itself. To be recollecting anicca, dukkha, anatta is to be consciously letting go of the content, whether it's inside or outside, coarse or fine, this person or that person, painful or pleasant. All of that is put aside just to know this is changing. This is unsatisfactory. This is not who and what we are. But to view the, the field of experience as still flowing water These reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta, on uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, impersonality, they are what helps the, the flow to keep flowing, like a pipe with smooth walls, low viscosity. The flowing of perceptions can flow freely. It's not snagging up on like and dislike. It's not getting stuck on me and you. It's not turning into a sludge of I like, I don't like. It should be this way, it shouldn't be this way. Vipassana is the art of letting those perceptions and thoughts, feelings, moods, the experience of the body and mind flow freely to know, irrespective of whether it's painful or pleasant, inside or outside, coarse or fine, pure or, or impure. As we recite in the Anatalakana Sutta, Ajatava, Bahidava, Olarikangwa, Sukamangwa, Hinangwa, Panitangwa. That's what we're reciting, whether it's inside or outside, coarse or fine, pure or impure, high or low doesn't matter. Is it changing? Can it satisfy? Does it have an owner? And that shift of view, that opening and relaxing of the view, that's what helps the perceptions and thoughts and feelings flow freely. When there's identification with the body, with the personality, 
with like and dislike, pleasure and pain, fears and beliefs, opinions and memories. It slows the whole flow down. It's like a, a narrow pipe with sticky walls. And we recollect these qualities, recite them, part of the morning chanting, not just as a devotional act, but this is our toolkit. This is, these are the very pieces of equipment, the tools that we need to help know the world in a clear and liberating way. To know that contrast, the flowing of perceptions and thoughts and feelings, and the stillness, the timelessness, spaciousness of the knowing faculty. If we apply these simple reflections, moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, then we change the, world, the way that the world inside and the world outside is experienced. That quality of still flowing water stays with us. It's not just here in the temple or out on the walking path. While we're eating our food, visiting the office, washing our bowl, coming and going through the pathways across the courtyard, those qualities are present, interpenetrating movement and stillness, stillness and movement. The body moves, but the mind which knows it isn't going anywhere. Days come, days go. The sun rises and sets, but the mind which knows them isn't rising or setting, isn't coming or going. There's the appearance of a journey, but nobody going anywhere. Just conditions of mind, coming, going, changing. So even in the midst of activity, there's great peace, stillness. In the midst of, of noise, busyness, there's the inner quietness, serenity. And that inner quietness, that inner stillness is not a, uh, a rejection of the sense world. It's not pushing it away or locking the door against it, fearing it, rejecting it or resenting it. Instead, it's the, the mysterious middle way so that the heart is completely open and attentive to the world of things, but unentangled with them. The citta participates in the world of perception and thought, feeling. Fully attentive and attuned to the six senses. Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought. Fully attuned to those, but unentangled, unburdened, unlimited by them. And we, are, we tend to be compulsive doers. We always feel like we have to do some special thing or get something that we haven't got. 
become something that we are not yet. This is a constant theme of Lumpur Sumedho's teachings. Thinking that I'm an imperfect person who's got to do something now to become perfect in the future. To get something that I haven't got. To get rid of something that I shouldn't have. So we start off with this idea of me as this imperfect person. It's got to get hold of this, get rid of that. But in that very way of framing the situation, of describing the situation, the mind has created this separate individual person. It's created this idea of a separate independent thing. And in that creation, in believing in that, and we've created a, an imbalance, things are out of tune. Over and over again, Lumpur Sumato would, would stress, it's not me and my problems, me who's got to get rid of these defilements in order to become enlightened in the future, but being awake now, being that aware quality that knows. Here's a defilement arising and ceasing. Here is peacefulness arising and ceasing. Being awake now to this, exactly as it is. Lumpochai used to also use this image of oil and water for describing how the quality of of vijja, or awareness, knowing, and the world of perceptions and feelings, thoughts and opinions mingle together. Because of our habitual busyness and agitation, the habits of identifying, owning, clinging, the oil and the water get shaken up, mixed up together. We keep shaking the bottle. I think, I feel, I remember, I want. You're like this and she's like that and he's this way. They're that way. I like, I don't like, I used to, I will do. This is all shaking up the bottle. So the oil and the water, the awareness and the perceptions, the feelings, become mingled, mixed up together. But if we just put the bottle down, leave it alone, and the awareness and the objects separate out on their own. You don't have to make them. Simply putting the bottle down, the oil and the water separate out on their own, according to their own natures. There's no special thing that we have to do to divide the oil from the water. This is a very beautiful and, and powerful image, very accurate, helpful. If we just stop agitating the bottle with all of the shoulds and shouldn'ts, I want to, I've got to, I shouldn't, I must, I have to, I shouldn't have. You ought to, you shouldn't. Just putting it down letting go of all of the 
past and future, the habits of clinging, is to leave them be, just to look at this moment, hearing, feeling, thinking, imagining, remembering, arising and ceasing. The five khandhas arising, taking shape, dissolving. That's all. Then we let the oil and the water separate out on their own. Then there's the patterns of perception, the objects of awareness, and there's the, the quality of awareness of knowing itself, vicha, clear seeing, being awake, however we want to describe it. The awareness is intrinsically separate from the objects. If we stop shaking the bottle, if we just let it separate out, then there's no other thing to be done. It is already separate. It's only through the habits of clinging that it seems to be me doing, me thinking, me choosing, me acting, me remembering. When the clinging stops, the awareness and its, its objects separate out. <clears throat> Nibbana is the realization of non-grasping, the reality of non-grasping. When the grasping stops, peace is what is here. Every time. It's that simple, that direct. 